morning, Ray. Good morning, John. How are you today? I'm doing great, man. How are you? Fantastic. I'm happy to be here. It is a beautiful day. On the banks of the Tennessee River. <laughs> Let's just, why you don't left you out do beautiful. A, the whole rest of this podcast where you say a couple words. And I've been... I wrote a song, Ray. You want to hear it? Sure. It goes, uh, should I play it or just tell you the words? Oh, well, this is a shortened episode, so. Well, I'm just going to save it until we have a longer episode. Right, I think we then, already discussed it. In then then I'll play episode. it. I'm going to play it. Well, who knows? It may you have be to our listen new to intro. find out. <laughs> What's the title? Uh, Saturday morning. All right. I'm so, all about Saturday mornings lately. You know it's my favorite day of the year, right? Yes, I'm well aware. <laughs> and so, I'm looking out at the beautiful Tennessee River. Yeah? I think it would be a great fishing day. It would be a great day to go fishing. Yeah, I haven't been fishing in, it's got to be... T- Two or three months. Wow, John, that's a long time for you. It is a long time. I bet they've been biting, too. Oh, God, I'm yeah. A, I could have set a world record. Who knows? I, I, I think you would have. Largest minnow <laughs> ever caught. I wonder what the largest minnow ever caught was. What is a minnow? Like, isn't a minnow just a small baby fish so it could grow into anything? Uh, is it? I don't know. Oh, okay. I, I, is it? I don't know if a minnow is a specific species of fish. A, a breed yeah. of fish, if you will. Yeah, a, a genus. <laughs> is that a word? Yeah, it is. It's okay. a word. Good. I, I knew. I was just testing whether you knew. Oh, okay. Well, here we are for another episode of Saturday Saturday, <laughs> Saturday morning sales meeting. No, we're not. You're no. just going to say it all? I am. Oh, I am. you stole yeah, my thunder, done. Ray. We're I was really looking forward to saying the meeting. Part we're we're done with that. It happened once. It was organic. <laughs> and uh, we're going to leave it at that. All right. So what's up with the uh, what's up oh, with the hash? No, 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 no. No. Come on. Enough of that. We're, that's, we're good with that. Well, let's let's find, find a new one. Why, why do you have on the uh, uh, no, rose-colored no, glass? No, 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 no. No, we're not going to go there. What's up with all the rings on? Uh, all right, there? all right. So, uh, anyway, uh, are we doing current events? We're not doing current events. We're just going to plug right along and uh, talk about the topic du jour. Sure. Let's go. Wherever you want to go, Ray. Our topic today is the power of a second voice. The power of a second voice, which is kind of ironic, you know, because this podcast has the power of a second voice. Power of a second voice. Yeah. Yeah. You think there's a pun in there? Are you waiting for me to no, do the pun? No, no, I was just, I was echoing you. <laughs> oh, that you is know. the pun. That was Tell the you, pun. You're doing puns now. I, I was just, whatever you said, I was repeating back. I thought I was the pun guy. Well, you are a punny guy. <laughs> Did you say pudgy? Or uh, pudgy? No, uh, I said punny. Oh, okay, good. Because yeah. kids are pudgy. Grown men are not pudgy, Ray. What are grown men, just fat? Yeah, I guess so, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen, I'm not a kid anymore. I'm just straight fat. Is there a definition to the term dad bod? Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. So, So, second voice. Yeah. And what you mean by that is? uh, Just that that second person to take the opportunity, right? Somebody gets as far as they can go, and it's time for a new voice, new perspective to take over what we call a TO on the yeah. floor yeah. or even on the phone. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, what that means to me is, well, let's say we're in a BDC, we might need a TO on a phone call. Yeah. 
or we're a salesperson and I mean, you know, you would typically think of a TO to a manager, but we've talked about it before. You know, if you have a, a sales, you know, some dealerships have sales partners. Yeah. Or if even, you know, you don't, but you've got a, a great comrade in arms there that right. uh, that you get along with well, maybe you just have him come in and kind of do a, uh, you know, how are things going? Yeah. You know, that kind of deal. Right. It's just the opportunity for a second voice. Uh, I think it's not exclusive to the car business, any industry. Yeah. Uh, the the authority that comes with somebody calling back or taking over a phone call that is representative of a higher person within the organization will a lot of times get people to be more reasonable as to what their expectation is. I agree with that. I don't think it totally has to have the air of you know, a manager or a higher authority, you know, I think it can be a customer service style call. Like we've talked about, you know, yeah. for showroom ups, maybe you have a customer courtesy call afterwards. Right. You know, just want to get get an idea of how your experience was, that kind of thing. Sure. But sure. I, I think what, what it can also do is reinforce credibility on the original um, situation or idea. Yeah. You know that the the first person is putting forth, just like you've said before, to hear it from multiple sources lends more credibility to the idea or the statement, right? Yes, absolutely. I, I, when I'm training in a dealership, I'll reference the power of a second voice, and I usually say, you know, one person tells you something, it's suspect, right? Oh, well, okay. <laughs> right. But if a second person says Especially this, in a car dealership. Right, right? yeah, even, <laughs> even more so. But when a second person comes back and says the exact same thing, portrays the exact same information, all of a sudden there's just something in the human mind that says, oh, okay, well, this must be true. Right. right? I've not only heard it from one person, I've heard it from two sources. It's, you know, common amongst, you know, you, you hear one report of something and you're like, ah, I don't know if I believe it. But if you hear that same report from another source, you go, oh, okay, well, that, that's what happened. You know, so it's just there is there is that power to another person. And we've seen it, in, you know, especially in BDCs when you're looking at, you know, a customer who may be upset on the phone with a BDC agent. Mm -hmm. And, oh, I'm, you know, very upset about X, Y, Z. And then the manager gets on and they calm down and they go, hey, listen, all right, here's what's going on. <laughs> right. right. Or uh, those situations taking a T.O. on the floor and I'll present the information and the customer will agree. And they'll say, yeah, that sounds reasonable. And they'll sign up and walk away. And the salesperson coming with me and they say, you know what? I said the exact same thing you said, and they said they really weren't going to do it. Yeah, they get a little ticked off saying, you didn't say anything different than what I said. Right, right. right. And I say, you know what? I completely believe you because it's the power of a second voice. Right. You, you said it. Maybe, maybe not. That's really the situation. But I heard it from someone else. Now I'm more inclined to believe it. And I've seen sales managers avoid that. Because, you know, the salesman comes up and says, all right, I told him this. The sales manager says, oh, well, you ought to bring this up. Oh, right. I told him that too. Right. Well, have to, have to try this one. Oh, I told him that as well. Yeah. You know, and so the sales manager says, well, then where do you want me to go? Yeah. What am I going to do? Right. Yeah. yeah. You've already given him all the information. Yeah. Well, go out there and say it again. Yes. You know? Because there is power in that. Or, or with the phone call. I mean, like I said earlier, with any industry, it doesn't matter. Right? If... If your salesperson is running into a roadblock with your potential client, 
to get on the phone and say, hey, I, you know what, I'm the you know, branch manager, I'm you know, the supervisor here. I just want to make sure that you know, we've done everything we can to help provide you the information for you to make an informed decision. Did we give you all the information? Just go back through with them again. You will close more opportunities just by getting that manager involved. I 100% agree. All right. So, so what's up with all the rings today? Yeah, no, like I said, no, we're not doing it. But, uh, you know, here we are at uh, 8 minutes and 45 seconds. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is one of our abbreviated versions. Well, let's go a little bit more. Is there a little uh, bit more? What, what else you got to say? <laughs> <laughs> what else do we have the power of a second voice? We've well, talked what, about TOs. You can also use this in service, I believe. Would you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. How can you see it used in service? Since you absolutely agree with me, surely I completely you... agree. I do. I wholeheartedly agree. Is that not enough? You, you weren't just saying right. No, you weren't just agreeing. No, I agree. It can be well. And and in service, the first thing that comes to mind is the upset customer. Okay. Right. So having the second voice, whether it's another advisor or preferably the service manager, right. come out and say, "Hey, let me let me level with you. What's going on here?" Yeah. If they're sharing the same information, people will, they naturally calm down. Sometimes they get all that aggression out, right? They're frustrated, they're upset, and they lay it all on that poor service advisor who's just sitting there getting beaten up. And, and a, a manager comes out and says, hey, I understand your frustration. I'm very sorry. Here's what's going on. Here's the situation we have. Here are some options that we have in order to be able to deal with this. Same information the service advisor may have presented. Right. But the person has that chance to kind of calm down, de-escalate the situation, and start to become reasonable with regard to how can we move forward. And I've discovered a lot of times that, you know, in my being that second voice, a lot of times if you just let the customer talk through it, right. you know, they have these pent-up emotions, yeah. they have this anger or this frustration or fear or whatever, and once they start telling that story of why, I think this happens in a lot of instances, personal relationships, business uh, environments, where when you start telling why you're upset, you realize the smallness of why you're upset. Yeah, right? absolutely. Well, and you exert a lot of energy when you're in the emotion of it, right? Yeah. I mean, I can think of times or, or observing other people at times where they share this very emotional story right at the time when they're most aggravated or uh you know the emotions at, a, at an extreme and they finish this story and then somebody else comes up and hey tell him what happened and uh, you <laughs> it's know, a little I mean, bit shorter yeah, it's, it's shorter, a little bit less impassioned. the emotion isn't quite there i mean it's just a natural phenomena of the human psyche that you know it's hard to to keep that level of emotion that high for you know a multiple tellings of the situation i wonder if lawyers deal with that in court or you know you have to get up there and tell the events of what happened or you know whether it's a civil case or criminal or whatever and you know it's three or four months later and you have to tell the story of what happened you know yeah well i, I think it's in the best interest there to be more even keel and less emotional and okay 
just the facts. Well, I'm thinking like, you know, if you're suing a company because you slipped and fell. Yeah. Well, well, you've probably told all your friends and neighbors and family of what happened and why you fell down and, you know, broke your ankle. Right. Well, now you're in civil court six months later and they're finally going to settle, but, well, maybe you're not settling if you're in court. Yeah. Yeah, you're finally going to tell the story and it's... It didn't come out with the same passion, right? No, but all that has absolutely nothing to do with really what we're talking about here today. Hey. Which is a second voice, right? It is. I'm glad we have uh, you know this second voice mentality in our podcast where if one of us goes off on a tangent, right. the other can... Can pull it back in. <laughs> right. Really second voice in. of reason. All right. Well, let's summarize. Since this is an abbreviated episode, we'll kind of wrap it up here. Uh, whether it's sales, service, you know, the car industry or another business, don't overlook the power of saying the exact same thing or illustrating the same positives or negatives about a solution. Sure. Just by coming from the a power second, of the second voice. voice. Absolutely. Well, <laughs> right. and and not to belittle or or miss the opportunity that. Typically, the second voice is going to be a more experienced voice. Typically, yes. So they may, it may not go word for word, you know, uh, idea for idea. Right. They may be able to bring something new to the table, an additional option or additional information that can also benefit the customer. Or, you know, another way of saying that, you know, a customer. Rookie salesman might say, "Yeah, the price is thirty-two four fifty, and that's the best we can do." Yeah. Whereas a sales manager, you know, the customer says, "No, I'm not going to do that." The sales manager comes in and says, "Look, man, you know, this car. It, normally, we would retail this for thirty-seven eight. Yeah. And we marked it down to thirty-four nine to advertise, and now you've come in and negotiated it down to thirty-two four fifty. Yeah. And I'm telling you, this is the absolute yeah. rock bottom. I, I hate to lose your business, but right. I have nowhere else to go. Yeah." Yeah. So, yeah, and the customer says, you know what? I believe you. I didn't believe that rookie. (laughs) That guy's been working here for two weeks. Absolutely. All right. Well, Ray, I want you to do me a favor, will you? Oh, what is it? Will you thank the listeners for joining us? I will. Thank you all for listening. We really appreciate it, and we hope you'll listen again. Like to learn more about John and Ray, visit our website, SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com, where you can also listen to additional episodes or read articles we've written. Or email us directly, info at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com. We'd love to hear show ideas, comments, feedback. What about dealers and sales managers, Ray? If you're a dealer or manager who would like more information on our sales training, BDC training, new hire training, or process evaluation and improvement, simply email us, info at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com. And don't forget about the total dealership assessment, Ray. That's where we come in, evaluate the sales process, look at the lead flow. I mean, if you've got leads that you're not handling properly, we can help. And we can help both on the variable and fixed operation sides of the dealership. 
Right, and these are immediate action items that you can put in place tomorrow to sell more cars. Or write more ROs. Right, simply email us, info at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com. That's info at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com.